Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Okay, good morning.
they're still young in their 70s and their 60s, oh God, not reaching the full expiration date of 120 years that you gave us because of, of choices and because of choices not even they made, but people made for them because of the food, because of the air, because of the water, because of deceptions. And Father God, we just, uh, but you can give us peace. You can give us joy in the midst of all of this chaos and and evil and deception. And so, Father God, I speak a hedge of protection around all of your people, Father God. I stand in the gap of the of the fire of of sense of fire that you have around your people. But there are holes because of people stepping out of their position. There are holes because of of deception. There are holes because of division over semantics of words and Father God we just come and we, we, we just ask that you will you will make your word clear in our spirit and in our heart as we read today, oh God, as we read on our own, oh God. Let your word come to us as clear as you want it to be. You said in your word that you wanted your word and your will written on our hearts. You didn't. You this this Bible is is just a, a another foreshadow of what you wanted. These words are written by man, but you wanted to write your words on our heart and in our spirit and in our soul, so that we knew without we know without a shadow of a doubt the will of you, the knowledge of you, the understanding of you so that no man can pluck it out, no man can dis- can disseminate it differently and give a different translation. You want us to know you in your word for ourselves, be from you. And so, Lord, we just thank you because your word is true. You are not a man that you shall lie or the son of man that you should repent. You are, you are the most high God. There is no other God, even though they may call themselves that above you by any other name. Every name, every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Yeshua is 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 the God that we need to we need to give honor to because you're you're three and one, you're one and three. And the devil knows how to cause division even in that. And so Lord, we just thank you. We just thank you for your presence because you said where two or three are gathered, you are in the midst. And so, Father, there may be two or three are gathered here now or two or three are gathered when they listen to this in the future, but you are in the midst of this because it's your word, and you want to make sure that it does not return unto you void as we gain the understanding, the knowledge, and the wisdom that you want us to have and the discerning power on how to use the authority and the power behind your word for your glory and for our good. And so right now I speak healing upon those who will listen to this. I speak healing upon their spirit, soul, and body where there has been emotional strain or physical strain or spiritual just burdens. Father, we speak a healing by your power to go through and sweep through and, and cleanse and recuperate and rejuvenate and regenerate and revive. And, Lord, so we can be ready and willing and able to do the revival that you have coming forward, Father God. We are the remnant. We we have already been told that you have you have you have already established us as a remnant. So let us be 
ready for your revival fire when it comes through. When the wind blows, let us be ready and able and, and be able to discern and know when to lift our hands and when to rejoice in the fact that you are here and you are God and you are trying trying and doing all that you can do as long as we are willing. If there's no willing vessel, there's nothing that you can do. So we are willing and able for your revival, oh God. We are willing and able for your will to be done in our lives. And we pray for those who lost their homes in Louisiana due to flooding. We pray for those who have lost their homes in California due to fires. We pray for those who are still in Rio de Janeiro for the Olympics because of the, 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 toxic, the toxicity of the water and how just the everything is so just not hygienic or even healthy over there, and that our people will be able to come home safely. We pray for all of those who are traveling today. Give them traveling mercy as they go to work, as they go to school, whatever their whatever their um, destination is, oh, God, give them free reign, give, have free reign and give them traveling mercy so that they can get to their destination. We speak that no spirit of violence, no spirit of anger shall rise up today. Let today be a day of peace, Father God. And we speak that no weapon of sickness, illness, disease, infection, plague, or allergy shall rise up and cause any harm for bacteria, viruses, chemicals, fungal, man-made, or bug bite. Nothing that we eat, drink, breathe, or touch shall cause us mental or physical harm. A thousand shall fall at our side and ten thousand at our right hand, but none shall come near our dwelling place, our body, the car, our workplace, our school, wherever we are, even if we're on the bus, Father God, or walking down the street, is blessed and protected by your mighty hand as we hide ourselves under the shadow of your wing and under the blood of your son, Yeshua. And this is my prayer for today. In the name of Yeshua, amen. Amen. Good morning, Miss Sam. How are mm-hmm. you? I'm fine. Could you hear the music when you got on? Do you hear what music? The music? I said, could you hear the music? Yes. I mean, I was the the song that was playing. Uh huh. Yes. I okay. Could you hear it? Well, no. I mean, I was playing it on my computer. Oh no! I'm sorry. No, I didn't hear it. Okay. I wonder because I, I can't. I don't. This is the the new laptop. This is this little small thing. I don't know where the heck the speakers are. Um, it is, and then the phone just cut the call off. I'm like, okay. And then when I called back in, you were like praying. I'm like, okay, then got started. I'm like, what the heck? Um, so yeah. So I mean, because I was, I called. I think I was a few minutes late, like calling in. I call, I was calling in as you were sending the text saying that you were gonna be late. Okay. And so, mean, go ahead. Because no, when I got on, I didn't hear anything. So I um I was playing a song. So I don't know. And it, and I couldn't hear yours either because like when when the first song ended, I you know I was like hello and I didn't hear anything and so I played another song. And so um, and then after the second song, and I was about to play another one, I was like I was gonna say hello, and then the phone was like was gone. It was off. I was like, okay, the phone has disconnected me, okay? Huh. It didn't like us playing gospel? Okay, that's I fine. guess not. <laughs> like, you I don't know what We pray against any disturbances or distractions or sudden cutoffs as well. 
No deadlines. You know, no deadlines. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Um, Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I forgot about that. Sorry, Lord. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, One more. um, I pray right now for our children, especially those going away for college, Father. Mm. Our children. We pray for them right now, God. There are so many living, leaving out this week. So many have already left out. Some are leaving out next week. And so, Father, we just we send out a, a, a perpetual prayer for them as they go away for the first time on their own to their to their various colleges and universities or or wherever they're going um, into uh, what is that job core. Whatever their endeavor is, Father God, they are going out from under the protection of their parent. They are now basically solely, they have to be able to come to you on their own without us reminding them, without us, you know, leaning on them and urging them. This is their time where they have to learn who you are for themselves without the the example of the parent, without the example of the aunt, uncle, grandparent. And so, Father God, we just pray right now that we pray for their armor. It's their armor. They are no longer under the umbrella of our armor. They are having, they are putting on their own armor now. You know, we're not, we're not fitting it for them. We're not, we're not making sure that the helmet is on tight enough. We're not making sure that they have both shoes on. We're not making sure that the breastplate is, is situated just right. This is their armor now. And so, Lord, we just pray that they remember to to check themselves in the mirror of your word at least once a day. They all say it's so hard to know who, it's so hard to read the Bible, it's so hard to pray, it's so hard, it's so hard, but Father, let them learn the easy way and not the hard way, where they have to be at rock bottom and 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 and, and moaning and and suicidal and 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 just at their wit's end. Come in, well, let it be where they seek you from the moment. Yes, where they seek you the moment they they open their eyes and they just say thank you, Lord. Even in that moment of acknowledging who you are, they know that it's you who has their protection and who has their back, you know, when they feel alone or lonely, when they feel ostracized because of their faith and they want to go out there and do like everybody else does. Help them to stand strong in their faith, Father God. Help them not to be deceived and start and start being tossed and driven by logic logic classes and psychology classes and, and history classes and professors that profess to know more than you and, and try to sway them from the faith that you have, that the parents have grounded them in. Lord, just help them to stay strong in this time. Help them not to get discouraged. Help them not to be deceived. Keep their eyes and ears open to your leading and not the leading of the world for their good and for your glory. And we speak that no weapon that the enemy brings against them, no temptations, give them a way out, Father God. 
let them hear their mama's voice or their daddy's voice or or remember a sermon or have a, a song come to their remembrance as they're about to be tempted and they're about to do whatever the temptation is so that they can, they can, they can get up and get out and stay on the narrow path that this walk needs to be stayed on. In the name of Yeshua, I pray. Amen. Amen. Hold on one second. Mm-hmm. You can leave the door open. I'm sorry about that. Mm Mm-hmm. But, yeah. um, Yeah. Because I thought about what you said about, you know, um, you know, I've been been really, um, what's the word I'm looking for, meditating on what you had said about, you know, using Morgan as the example. And then um, I have a couple of other youth that, you know, I've dealt with occasionally and they're leaving away from school and it's just like, you know, this this world is not like it used to be five years ago, ten years ago, two years ago. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just it's just one it's it's rock sliding so fast. Oh one more. Um we pray for the people in Milwaukee. Is it Milwaukee? Oh, yeah. Pray for those in Milwaukee who have lost possessions. We pray for peace over that area. Um, we're not assigned to that area. So, Lord, we attach our prayers to those in Milwaukee that's calling for, that's, that's speaking peace over that over that um, principality, that's speaking peace over that area. We combine our prayers with theirs and and um for your authority to be made manifest in that area. They're crying out for your voice their voices to be heard, oh Lord, above the din of the principalities and powers that's in the air over there that's creating anger and violence um unnecessarily because of deception and the mind and mentality that is going forth through the media and through social media. So, Father God, we ask for a calmness over in, in Milwaukee. Oh, God, we ask for a peace and a forgiving heart for those who have lost um, possessions, that they don't become bitter or angry or even discouraged, that, Lord, just give them give them a, that the hope is still there. The hope is still you. You haven't gone anywhere. Even though the Ten Commandments is taken out and even though you can't say God bless you in certain areas, Father, you're still here. And so, Lord, we just let your presence be made known 
let your presence be made known to those who are who are um, teaching you for for um, peace, who are seeking you for help, and and dealing with the situation there, Father God. And you can do it. We know you can. We know you can. If one can put a thousand to flight, two can put ten thousand to flight. Look how many are praying for this for Chicago, for Milwaukee, for St. Louis, for every area where the principalities and powers are trying to cause uh, uh, just havoc and violence. Lord, we speak peace in those areas, and we, we pray for our our leaders of government from the city, from the districts. To all the way to the federal, to the president, from the from the people that's supposed to be our aldermen to the mayor, all the way up to the president, Father God, there there are those who are creating unbalanced weight, who are putting more yoke on the on the necks of your people and the people, Father God, holding us in bondage. Oh God, we speak against those things right now. Let nothing, let no further um, deceptions, let no further bondages that are being created, let those bondages tear up. Let them be faulty. Let them not be able to be fruitful, Father God. We'll cry out to you. You said, if my people and your people are, Father God, we're, we're calling out to you. And we're humbling ourselves the best way we can, Father God. And in, in, in the face of what we're dealing with, we're humbling ourselves the best way we can, the best way we can. Even before we have to be humble, we're humbling ourselves because we see that it's better to seek your face and not your hand. And so, Lord, we just thank you in advance for the blessing of just peace and the way out of bondage and being able to discern deception. Before we are, before we walk in any trap or snare that the enemy puts before us, in the name of Yeshua, I pray. Amen. Amen. Okay, I'm done. Okay, I'm de- I, I believe that's it. Okay. <laughs> um, all right. Um, how was service yesterday? The service was good yesterday. He actually he went over the hour mark. Oh wow. We went over the hour mark, um, and actually, we ended up piggybacking. Well, he piggybacked off of me um, when I was reading Ephesians on Saturday. I read the I read um, chapter one, and then I was reading some of the other chapters and. Um, was at chapter six when it talks about the armor of God. I just had this feeling that I should uh, incorporate that into the opening prayer for the for the church call. So I started out with uh, I started out the opening prayer with um, with Ephesians uh, the arm put on the armor of God the full armor of God and when I and then you know and I read that first and then I. I said my prayer, and then normally after I do opening prayer, he just goes right into music. And but yesterday, it touched him, and then he prayed after I prayed, and then um, he went into the music, 
And then when he gave the word, he ended up um, towards the end of his um, of his message. He went into Ephesians that I had read, the armor of God, and you know, you know him, and then like like broke it down. Um, so it was just like so interesting because he didn't know that I was going to do that beforehand. I didn't, you know, I didn't tell him about my reading on Saturday. I didn't tell him that I was going to, um, you know, read any of that or anything. So, I mean, he didn't know until I did it. And so and for, for him to, um, you know, to have the response as well, I was just, like, wondering, because I told him, like, after the cost, I just wondered if I hadn't, um, you know, been obedient and read that, I wonder how that would have affected the word that you gave. Wow. That's true. Mm. Oh, it was, it was, it was really interesting. Um, You know, about change, you know, changing our thought processes and, um, mm, that call should have been recorded. Yeah, I wish we could record because I, I when I I had a um I overslept. So by the time I um by the time I got on the call, you guys were you were praying you were praying for Sam. Okay. Like, Man, you know, and I because I, I, what was so funny is because I had a dream that Erica had did the call. And so that was what, that's what woke me up. And mm. I'm like, oh, God, I had to call, you know. And, and when, I, yeah, when I got on, you were praying for Sam, and you guys were getting off, and I'm like, man, I missed it. You know, so I was kind of I was kind of bummed out about that. So I couldn't wait to call in today to find out, you know, what, what, the, um, what he taught, you know, yesterday. What yeah. process. Mhm. Yeah. You know, and that and what's and what's interesting is that's pretty much the vein of of um, the ministers that really I can't say really preach the word of God because everybody's preaching the word of God, but um, who is really tapped in and trying to hear? That's really tapped in and hearing what God is saying. They're they're all on the same vein, like you know, renewing your mind, you know, renewing how you think about God and taking Him out of the box, and you know, and being ready, you know, because um, you know He wants to send a revival. You you don't want to. He's going to be sending a revival, and we have to um, be in the right mindset. We can't be holding on to the old. Uh, thought processes with the revival that he's, you know, going to be um, bringing about. And so um, that's so interesting. That is so interesting. Wow. Wow. Yep, it was good. One second. Oh, Zaya said, you know, go take your shower. It's taking you five hours to go in there. Yeah, that was my exaggeration, but anyway. (laughs) (laughs) 
y'all can talk about later. I had thought about that. Um, and the only reason why I brought it up is because so many people, you know, um, because it's because it's the end thing now, too, as well, you know, that, you know, it's you get so many people at one time, mm-hmm. you know, and they could be recorded and as well. But it was just, it was just a thought, nothing. You know, just as all, just as all, <clears throat> that was about to put out there. <clears throat> okay. I, if, um, if he decides to do that, we would <laughs> we would have to be even more disciplined on our call. Oh, you're right. No, I don't like that. <laughs> I think you know what, but why? You know, because that's that's. That's and that's and that goes back to, you know, changing the way we think about things. You know, because I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, not this you know, the the at the end of the day, what we're looking for is to reach those who want to have that who has the understanding that God is not like I mean, <laughs> you know, and, and that's why I love this call so much because it it, it shows all the facets of who God is. Like, it's not showing him as this, you know, this, be serious, you know, it's, it's showing him right. as being, you're able to talk about God and still, you know, socialize and laugh, you know, and, and have fun with each other. You know what I mean? But it was you're right. You're right. Because the more yeah, you know, because sometimes we we get we sometimes we get like very personal. Um <laughs> and sometimes we get borderline of this should not be on a prayer call. Um <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who y'all talking about <laughs> <laughs> Good morning, ladies. 
Good, Good morning. morning. <laughs> I've just been listening like, hmm, so this is what people do when they creep out and just listen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. But, yeah, it's, it's, I just, it was just a thought I throw out there because I, you know, that it's kind of scary, too, because I was, um, I had, um, the, the, I'm just going to start. Um, the, um, the, I had looked at the, uh, if you've ever heard, you've heard of the Left Behind series, the book, the books of, it was like a, it was like a whole series of prophecies. Yeah. And, um, one of the things that was in there was that you'd be able to see everything the instant that it happened. And I was looking at um, I was looking at TV yesterday, and I got chills because um, Channel Five was like, "We have our app has been updated where now you can tweet us and show us where you are, and and give us up to the minute coverage." And I'm just like. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. I'm like, wow. I was like, it's it's really, you know, it's really happening so much faster than you know that even the elite doesn't even is not either not comprehending or they're just not sharing it. And I'm just like, wow, you know. And um, then I then I saw this other. I was looking at this other thing, and the guy was like taking his mom on a tour of New York, you know, through FaceTime. And I was just mm. like, wow. I said, this is something. This is really something, you know. And then the whole, the whole, um, the new, the new um, um, ride at Great America with the virtual reality. I was like, mm, wow. I said, okay. You know, I, I said, wow. That's all I could say. I, I couldn't say nothing else but wow. I said, it's really happening, and we have to be ready. Our mindsets have to be ready. They really have to be ready. So, um, and I say, no, I'm not, I'm not ready. I, I'm, yeah. I'm okay with, with technology, but not with the invasiveness of it. Exactly. Exactly. You know. But but the government for bad time always turns it around for the good. I mean it's like the technology is good, but it's like you can either use it for good or you can use it for evil. I mean we've had that you know, we've we've seen them in in cartoons growing up, every movie that we see where good and evil are always using the same the same um sources. So it's it's just man, yeah. Um, and that that basically does take us right into our reading because last week we were talking about Pharaoh and his dream and how he elevated Jacob. Um, well, Jacob, you know, was thrown into prison because he because he refused. Oh, hold on a second. Osiris, if you don't wash up. Oh my goodness. Okay. Um, um, you know, Jacob was 
not Jacob, Joseph, was thrown into jail because he, he refused to sleep with part of his wife. And she lied on him and said that he tried to have his way. And, um, and he told the dreams to the baker and the um, and the, um, the chef. Is it the baker and the chef? I want to give them the wrong title. The baker and the butler. You know, and he told the butler to remember him when he went back before Pharaoh, and it took two years. So that shows you, you know, that reminds us that, you know, there's a, there's, sometimes there's a delay between, you know, you getting your um, foot in the door, your door is open, the door is there, but it might be a delay before you can walk through it. And so that's what happened with him. And um, we discussed how, uh, you know, he went and he told Pharaoh, and, um, you know, Pharaoh's dream was interpreted by Joseph. And because of his interpretation, he was elevated to not being a pharaoh, but right below being pharaoh to Egypt. And so, um, you know, uh, we always probably were saying how um, it's always a process that we go through, you know, but once we go through the process that's set before us, but look at how, but the, 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 the thing is we have to look at it the way it really is. The enemy was trying to make sure that the vision that God gave him didn't come to pass. So he threw, he had him thrown in a pit. He had him deceived. He had him, you know, um, lied on and thrown back in prison and, and all this other thing. But God turned everything around that the devil meant for bad, for him to get discouraged. He turned all that around, and he still got him to exactly where he needed to be. So not only was but you know that goes back to what I was saying before. How we have we use the same we use the same um, good and evil use the same circumstances and issues. But what happens is when God uses it, 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 it not only strengthens us, but it gives us the wisdom, knowledge, understanding, and discernment to be able to use all that we've gone through and apply it to the, the vision that He has given us. So that's that's pretty much where we are in the reading. And so now we go to um, chapter 41, verse 30, okay, verse 33. I'm sorry. Yeah, we'll start verse 33. Um, now, therefore, let Pharaoh look out a man, discreet and wise, and set him over the land of Egypt. Let Pharaoh do this, and let him appoint officers over the land and take up the fifth part of the land of Egypt in the seven plenteous years. And so what happened was this is Joseph giving Pharaoh. We went through this part already. This was Joseph giving Pharaoh the instruction on how to... Um, how to be able to get through the seven, you know, going from the seven years of abundance to the seven years of famine. He was telling him, you know, what to do and how to do it so that the people would not perish. And so um, 
And verse 39, it says, Pharaoh said unto Joseph, For as much as God has shown you all this, there is none so discreet and wise as you are. You shall be over my house, and according to your word shall all my people be ruled. So and only in the throne will I be greater than you. So he, that shows you right there. We have, he, he gave him as much power as him, almost as much power. So, you know, he was elevated to a very high status. After all that he went through from being thrown into the pit at a young age up until now, he was elevated to a, high, to a very high standard. And Pharaoh said unto Joseph, See, I have set you over all the land of Egypt. And Pharaoh took off his ring from his hand and put it upon Joseph's hand and arrayed him in vestures of fine linen and put a gold chain about his neck. And he made him to ride in the second chariot, which he had. And they cried before him, Bow the knee. And he made him rule over all the land of Egypt. And Pharaoh said unto Joseph, I am Pharaoh, and without you shall no man lift up his hand or foot in the land of Egypt. And Pharaoh called Joseph's name. I'm not going to try to pronounce that. <laughs> yeah, not gonna do it. Um, but there's a note in my study Bible says he and, and that's in renaming people. In order to Egyptianize Joseph, Pharaoh gave him an Egyptian name and an Egyptian wife. The meaning of his Egyptian name is uncertain. So he had to. He had to. Um, he had to basically bring him into, you know, under the Egyptian rule. Now, here's, this is a question because the thing is, are we supposed to, should we take on the mannerisms of the people? Are we supposed to take on the mannerisms of the people that we're around? Or are we supposed to always be set apart? Because the word of God says we are supposed to be in the world, not of the world. So even so, should Joseph had told him no on some of the things that Pharaoh had was trying to do, like change his name and, and make him have an Egyptian wife? Because the blessing was being under God, not under Egypt, not under Pharaoh. So was he right or wrong is the question that we'll come back to. Because that that, that kind of, yeah, we'll come back. But just put a pin in that question. And so um, and he renamed him and he gave him to wife, Asenath, the daughter of, not going to try it, priest of Horn. <laughs> and his, um, okay, yeah. And Joseph went out over all the land of Egypt. And Joseph was 30 years old. Interesting, because that's when Christ started his ministry at 30 years old. When he stood before Pharaoh at king of Egypt. And Joseph went out from the presence of Pharaoh and went throughout all the land of Egypt. So 
um, by no, it says Joseph was 17 when he arrived in Egypt. So he spent 13 years in slavery. He, he spent 13 years learning how to be, how, learning how to stay humble and not be discouraged when things around him did not look the way his vision told him it would look. He spent 13 years holding on to the promise. 13 years, 13 years. I mean, so how, and we can't, and again, so that tells us that we, as, you know, children of God, have to understand that it might take, it's not going to be 13 hours. I'm sorry. It's, it's not going to be 13 hours. It might not even be 13 days. It might not even be a year. But if God has given you a vision and a promise, know that it will come to pass. And know that when you when you are when you are hit with different adversities, issues, and situations, that's the enemy trying to get you discouraged and trying to get your eyes off of the promise. But if you keep your eyes on the promise, you will be elevated or taken or received what has been promised you if you just hold on. And he held on for thirteen years. And he was able to see the fruition of the vision that God gave him. And so he, um, and in the seventh centuries, he used the earth brought forth by handfuls. And he gathered up all the food of the seven years, which were in the land of Egypt, and laid up the food in the cities. The food of the field, which was round about every city, laid he up in the same. And Joseph gathered corn as the sand of the sea, very much until he left numbering, for it was without number. And unto Joseph were born two sons before the years of famine came, which Asenath, the daughter of, I'm going to try it, Potiphar, priest of On, bare unto him. And Joseph called the name of the firstborn Manasseh, for God said, He has made me forget all my toil and all my father's house. And the name of the second he um, he called Ephraim, for God has called me to be fruitful in the land of my affliction. For, excuse me. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, we were just talking about Joseph. Yes. Okay. Um, the reason is that because... When I was waiting for to call in on the call, even though I wasn't afraid, I got sidetracked. Um, I was waiting to call in on the call, and I stumbled. Every morning when I get up, I automatically turn on YouTube and listen to something motivational or, you know, something like that. And I, what was, what I stumbled upon was the time my day called, the day of giving up. And what you were just saying kind of speaks to that, like, so what if what if he had given up? What if he had turned back? What if, you know, he hadn't allowed God to use it for good? You know what I mean? All of what if. And um, I was just thinking about that. Speaking, like, man, just, lady, you don't have to go around. My tire ain't right. So if you and I must have heard to get the word, you have to go around. God bless you in your ministry. <laughs> um, but there you go. Good girl. Very nice. 
Um, but yeah, that's what I was, you know, I was just thinking about that um, when we were speaking. This is about the dangers of giving up soon, and he was talking about giving up about how uh, I forgot who was gave up their birthright. About what? I'm sure somebody, whoever that was, they gave up their birthright for because they were mad about something. The police didn't probably know this. That was Esau. Yes, that's it. Because, you know, I did um, Jacob and Esau and Cain and Abel, but yeah, Jacob and Esau, that's how that whole thing happened. So, yeah, he gave up his birthright for truth, and he was saying he has just not been bitter, and he, you know, had just believed in all of that. He would have. He, he didn't what was on this one. He turned back. He turned away, like right before, you know. And he could have bought. The Jake was saying he could have bought all the food he wanted, you know. But uh, man, uh, yeah. So that's all I wanted to say. I'm sorry, my my brain. No, that's because it's true because one of the things, there was a minister who had actually ministered on the same topic um, years ago. He came to our church, excuse me, and uh, he he basically said the same thing. And he was saying, he said, how many people have given up on the vision that God gave them because it got hard? And so how many people, who, how many people were affected? By them giving up, right? Oh because my God. did you put deodorant on? Right. Did you put deodorant on? Okay, you can put it now. No. Um, because the thing is, I mean, if as we go into Joseph, Joseph, if he didn't listen, you know, if he died in discouragement for them two years when the butler forgot about him, or he got bitter. And was like, I'm not doing anything for you because the butler waited two years. What could have happened? Right. You know, wow. what what could have happened? Wow. That Israel could have died out because there was no food where Israel was. So we would have missed out. All of us would have missed out. Exactly. You know? No, and, so, and it's just, oh, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Oh, no, I said that's something, it, and it's not, we all know that there is no coincidence, right? So, it was no coincidence that that's what popped up. So I was like, man, especially because of the call, the business call yesterday, I don't think it was on, but I was just explaining to them some of the things that I was experiencing with, um, you know, some of the things I was experiencing with. With uh, the uh, the school stuff, and how you know I can't even at this point, even if I wanted to say, well, you know, I'm just experience. I don't whatever it is, I can't give up. Not only because I know that this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Not also because of that, but also, excuse me, but also because it will affect so many people if I do. Exactly. You know, it's like being the ghetto superstar. You know what I'm saying? 
That's mm-hmm. one that made it out the hood. I, I can't give up because there's too many. Number one, there's too many young single mothers who are looking at me to, to, to give them permission to do the same. Like we always say, like the poem says, um, their business is being launched. There's a lot that's happening as we go to kids. You know, I can't give up. I can't. I, I cannot give up. I am the, the quote ghetto superstar right now. You know, none of these people get up, but you get my point. Um, mm-hmm. I have to be the one to walk it out. I have to be the one to walk it out. And 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 it's not, you know, like Joseph. I'm sure it wasn't easy for him. I'm sure, it's not wasn't easy for a lot of people. You know, um, feeling like you have to be the one to do it, even though. Feel like shoot. You know, I go back to work and get my sixty gigs and keep it moving. No, um, I think it. I can't. I can't vocalize, verbalize, but I think you know what I. I think you all know what I mean. So, ain't just giving up. This, I'm just flipping out because I happened to listen to that this morning, and then when you started talking, I go, okay, God, all right. Okay. <laughs> you know, okay. Really, the same morning, within an hour, okay. I get it. Thank you. I get it. So, that's all. This your ministry to me. I just want to put That's that's pretty much, and that's and you, yeah, you can't give up. And that's and that's through the that's that's God, that's that's God's telling us through the whole, um, through this whole word. Don't give up. Don't give up. And He gives us and He gives us these history recordings just for that to let us know that this is what happens when you don't give up. You don't. We're not supposed to give up. Um. Verse, uh, chapter 41, verse 53. And the seven years of plenteousness that was in the land of Egypt were ended. And the seven years of dearth began to come, according as Joseph had said. And the dearth was in all the lands, but in all the land of Egypt there was bread. And when all the land of Egypt was famished, the people cried to Pharaoh for bread. And Pharaoh said unto all of Egypt, Go unto Joseph, what he says to you, do. And the Pharaoh was over all the face of the earth. So this was not just in one area, it was over the whole earth. So, you know, that tells you a lot. And unfortunately, wow. Okay. Yo. And Joseph opened all the storehouses and sold unto the Egyptians. And the famine waxed sore in the land of Egypt. And all the countries came into Egypt to Joseph for to buy corn because, because that the famine was sore in all lands. And so that's it. But, you know, and, and the thing is, this, this, this says a lot about um, how close 
everything used to be, you know, or is it closer, you know, our perception is off, I don't know, but we didn't have to go that far. I mean, people were crossing in boats and stuff like that, and and this is saying that the famine hit everybody. It wasn't just in the general general area. It hit all the earth. So, you know, now reading this, it's like, was this another judgment that God had put over the land? Because it, 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 wasn't, it wasn't just in one location. Was this a judgment that just came about? And if so, because there's nothing new under the sun, Are our storehouses ready for what's coming? This is another question to put a pen in. Okay. Um, chapter 42. Um, now, when Jacob saw that there was corn in Egypt, Jacob said unto his sons, Why do you look one upon another? And so he and so the, um my, my book puts a note. Jacob's sons sat around looking at each other helplessly. And so Jacob was like, why are y'all sitting here looking at each other all down? Seriously? There is corn. He saw that there was corn in Egypt. So why are y'all sitting here? He said, behold, I have heard that there is corn in Egypt. Get you down there and buy for us from there that we may live and not die. And Joseph Ten brothers went down to buy corn in Egypt. But Benjamin, Joseph's, Joseph's brother, Jacob did not with his brother. So he said, lest peradventure mischief befall him. So Joseph, now we have to remember that again, um, Joseph had, um, I'm sorry, Jacob did show favoritism. Jacob showed favoritism more towards Rachel's children than he did to all his other children. So Benjamin and Jacob, I'm sorry, Benjamin and Joseph were the two sons that Rachel had out of her out of her own womb. So when um, Jacob sent all the all his sons to Egypt, he kept Benjamin back because Benjamin was the last son that he had with Rachel. Just that little nugget right there, just in case. And the sons of Israel came to buy corn among those that came for the famine. Maybe let me try that again. And the sons of Israel came to buy corn among those that came for the families in the land of Canaan. And Joseph was the governor over the land, and he it was and he it was that sold to all the people of the land. And Joseph's brothers came and bowed down themselves before him with their faces to the earth. Now the thing is, um this is that this was um excuse me, this was the First vision that he had was that the corn would be bowing down to that to the one stalk would bow down to the you know the, the tree would be bowing down to the one and now this is what's happening his brothers are coming down they're bowing down to him 
And Joseph saw his brothers, and he knew them, but made himself strange unto them, and spake and spoke roughly unto them. And he said to them, Where come you? And they said, From the land of Canaan to buy food. And Joseph's brother, Joseph knew his brothers, but they knew him not. Because, um, you know, he, he's dressed like an Egyptian, and he's older now. 13 years have passed. So they don't, they don't even recognize him as being their brother. And Joseph remembered the dreams which he dreamed of them, and he said, and said unto them, You are spies to see the nakedness of the land you are come. And they said unto him, No, my Lord, but to buy food are your servants come. We are all one man's sons. We are true men. Your servants are no spies. And he said unto them, No, but to see the nakedness of the land you are come. Basically, he would say that they would come to search out and, you know, to see all the secrets that the land had to basically rape the land of Egypt and, and, and to spy. And they said, your servants are 12 brothers, the sons of one man in the land of Canaan. And behold, the youngest is this day with our father, and one is not. And Joseph said unto them, that is, that is it that I speak unto you, saying, you are spies. Hereby you shall be proved. By the life of Pharaoh, you should not go forth from here, except your youngest brother comes here. So he was like, go get your, go get your, your, your um, the, the younger, the, the brother that's not here. Because he wanted to be sure that they didn't do uh, to Benjamin, because Benjamin was the baby when he left. He wanted to make sure that they didn't do to Benjamin what they did to him. So he said, send one of you and let him fetch your brother, and you shall be kept in prison that your words may be proved. Whether there be any truth in you or else by the life of Pharaoh, surely you are spies. And he put them all together into ward three days. And so Joseph said unto them the third day, this do and live, for I fear God. For if you, you be true men, let one of your brothers be bound in the house of your prison. Go, carry corn for the famine, the famine of your houses, but bring your youngest brother unto me. So shall your words be verified, and you shall not die. And they did so. And it's like they didn't question why he was so adamant about the younger brother. You know, they they weren't they didn't even question it. They they just they just agreed to it. You know, so again, they're very over wisdom. You know, and that's where you know that goes back to what Pam was talking about yesterday. You know, when it comes to changing your mindset, you have to you have to look past your own appetite. You have to you look past your own hunger and really look at the situation for what it was. Because nobody questioned why, you know, like, what, you know, why was he so adamant about this younger brother that they're from Canaan, not Egypt? So why would they, why would he care if he was with them or not? Even if he was calling them spies, 
what were bringing him back have to do with anything? There was no questions asked. And so in verse 21, it says, they said one to another, we are very guilty concerning our brother, and that we saw the anguish of his soul when he besought us that we were not here. Therefore, is this distress come upon us? So now they know. Um, now they, they confess unto Joseph what they did to him. Even though they still don't know that this is Joseph that they're talking to, they're confessing what they did to him when he was younger. That, that he besought them and 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 um, they were not here. And so now they even understand that because of what they did now, this is why they're going through the situation that they're going through. And Reuben answered them saying, Speak I not unto you, saying, Do not sin against the child, and he will not hear. Therefore, behold, also his blood is required. So now Reuben is letting them know, I tried to tell you not to do what you did. But now because of what we did, now we have to we have to basically um deal with the repercussions and the backlash of our actions. That's why it's so important like when we when we you know, when now we, we've been praying we we make sure to say there's no backlash because even if you know, even when we're trying to do good in our prayers and in what we do, a lot of times the enemy gets mad at what we do. And even when we know we're doing bad, the enemy still, and we stop, the enemy still is always a, there's always repercussions. It's just like throwing a rock in, in, in um, a, 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 a calm pond of water. There will be ripples. And, you know, the bigger the rock, the bigger the ripple. But there's always a ripple effect that happens when you, when you do anything. And so Ruben is pointing that out that now what we've done is coming back to us. And even though it's 13 years later, again, it doesn't matter when you do your dirt or when you do your good. It doesn't matter. But eventually it will catch up to you. Eventually, especially if you, especially if you, you know, you've never come to grips with it. You know, you never knew before. Now you know. It's just like, you know, people always, you know, people who have gotten saved, you know, and they're still wondering, well, why am I going through these issues? You still have to deal with the dirt that you did before you got saved. All that stuff takes time. I mean, here it is 13 years later, and now they have to deal with the consequences. So that that shows you right there. Some things don't come right when you think it should happen. It's gonna it's it's still gonna come. So yeah. Any questions or comments before I go any further? Besides the fact that the enemy doesn't want me to hear this today. Oh, stop it. My phone went my phone went it's like you were talking and then all of a sudden I didn't hear anything. And then so I'm like I came off mute, and I'm like, hello, nothing. And I'm like, okay, is the call, like, disconnected or something? I'm like, what the heck? I mean, because on my phone, it was still showing that it was connected. And then I went online, and 
and you're still going on as if nothing had happened. My call wasn't even registering on on the, on the call at all. My phone number wasn't even registered on the call at all. Oh, wow. But I wasn't disconnected. That's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. I'm having some issues today. <laughs> issues. <laughs> wow. Wow. You know what? And I'm noticing that that happens. That's happening regularly. Um, mm-hmm. You know, not just with this mm-hmm. call, but like I had, um, my daughter had went out the other night and I tried texting her. I texted her back to back. I sent her like 10 text messages and I called her like 10 times because I was trying to make sure she was okay. And she said she didn't get the text messages for like an hour and a half, an hour and a half later. And she got none of my phone calls. And I'm like showing her when she got home. I was livid. And I'm like, and she, she got you know, she got all the text messages. She saw the last one where I said, I don't know if it's you ignoring me or what, but you need to call me, you know. And, and she, she, excuse me, so I, I'd be wondering sometimes if they're te- if they'd be tested to see if we're paying attention, you know. And, yeah, excuse me, technology at its finest. Bless you, the body. I'm catching up. Um, okay. Um, verse 23 in chapter 42. And they knew not that Joseph understood them, for he spake unto them by the interpreter. So Joseph went through this whole, this whole you know, he was deep undercover. He let them believe that he was he was the Egyptian, that he, you know, he was he was he was basically in the eyes of Pharaoh, he was Egyptian because he's dressed that way, he's dark like them, he looks like them, he speaks like them, and he has an interpreter interpreting interpreting his words instead of speaking to them directly. So they don't know that he's that they have. They don't know that he's hearing everything that they said and he's understanding everything that they're saying. And he turned himself and about from them and, and cried and returned to them again and communed with them and took from them Simeon and bound him before their eyes. Then Joseph commanded to fill their sacks with corn and to restore every man's money into his sack and to give them provision for the way. And thus he did unto them, and, and they loaded their asses with the corn and departed then. And it's funny how the corn is no longer any good, but I'm just, just a side note, sorry. And as one of them opened his sack, I'm sorry, and as one, yeah, no, and as one of them opened his sack to give his ass to vendor in the end, he espied his money, but behold, it was in his sack's mouth. And he said unto his brothers, My money is restored, and lo, it is even in my sack. And their hearts failed them, and they were afraid, saying one to another, What is this that God has done unto us? And they came unto Jacob their father, unto the land of Canaan, and told him all that befell unto them, saying, 
the man who is the Lord of the land, spoke roughly to us and took us the spies of the country. And we said unto him, we are true men, we are no spies. We be twelve brothers of our father, one is not, and the youngest is this day with our father in the land of Canaan. And the man, the Lord of the country, said unto us, Hereby I shall know ye are true men. Leave one of your brothers here with me, and take food for the family of your house, and be gone. And bring your youngest brother unto me. Then I shall know that you are no spies, but you are true men. So I will deliver your brother, and you shall traffic in the land. So they went through this whole scenario. And Jacob, their father, said unto them, Me have you bereaved of my children. Joseph is not, and Simeon is not. And you will take Benjamin away. All these things are against me. And Reuben spake unto his father, saying, Slay my two sons, if I bring him not to thee. Deliver him into my hand, and I will bring him to you again. And so now Reuben is, is, has stepped up because he knows he messed up at the beginning. So Reuben has now stepped up and said, you know what? If we don't return Benjamin unto you, you can kill my ticket. So he's not even he's not he's not even going to give him one child child for a child. He's even including the second son for Joseph. That's how guilty he feels because he understands that through their actions is the only reason why they're going through this. And so. And he said, my son shall not go down with you. His brother is dead, and he is left alone. If mischief befall him by the way in which you shall go, then you shall bring down my gray hairs with sorrow to the grave. And so um, basically he, said, he, was saying, he was saying no. He said, if I let you take my son, and you can't, if you can't come back or don't come back, I'm going to die of, of grief. So it's, it's, but it shows the favoritism again because he really showed no concern for Simeon. Because Simeon is still, it was Joseph. It was still with um, Joseph. So Jacob was even asking where Simeon is. He's just like, okay, if I let you take Benjamin, then I'm going to be really sorrowful. How would that affect somebody? You know, how does that affect a child to know that you don't really care as much about me as you do about this one? But it's like, God, it's, it's, we have to be careful, you know. We have to be careful because, you know, the, the, that's, why they, that's why they are, that's why they, so much happens for this, for this to even come about. Because he, because Jacob was showing favoritism. So even now we have to be, you know, as we meet, like Lisa, with you and me, dealing with teachers and parents and grandparents, we have to make sure that we don't show favoritism. You know, when it comes to dealing with children, you know, because hello. 
is. Okay. I'm sorry, just making sure. <laughs> and, but um, we have to be sure that we show no favoritism. You know, we don't treat one better than the other. But we make sure to encourage all those who who um who are who are ours. That's how I always feel when when kids, you know, come to me, I consider them mine. You know, I'm like, okay, you come to me three times, you're adopted, you're not my child. You know, so now I'm in your business type thing. That's how I've always been. Ever since my daughter was, you know, in high school, like whoever is your people, when they when I was associated with them three times, they're now mine. You know, and they know that. You know, and so and I show I mean the only favoritism I show is between them and my daughter and my son. Like I I can't do everything I do with them with you, but I still show the same concern. And so how when we're as we're dealing with people and the youth especially, we have to make sure that we don't show favoritism just because of something that they you know, because of their, you know, Maybe they're nicer or maybe they're this, maybe they're that. But sometimes if you show favoritism, that causes a hatred and a jealousy, you know, and that opens the door. And as being Christians, we have to be aware of that because we don't want to give the devil any kind of foothold in our lives because that opens the door in, in our seven degrees of separation. You know, that we pray about all the time. So if you are in, say so you're in a, you know, you're in a group of, you have five friends, you know, and there's a bestie or whatever. That's, and they all understand that there's a bestie, but there's always five of you going out. But you only always pay attention and pay for two out of the five people that you hang out with. Eventually there is, there, there is a jealousy there or there is an anger there because they're just, you know, they start wondering, well, why would you be, why would you treat them better than you treat us? Why don't you do the same thing for all of us? You know what I mean? And that opens the door for the enemy to come in and, and, and cause the backbiting, you know, and the, and the, you know, and the, and the deceiving tongue and the lies to go forth. Well, she said that's enough, and, you know, and if we, if we don't understand, we have to understand that every action, there is a reaction. And God has laid that information down for us so often that I think we take it for granted, you know, and we just be like, yeah, you know, I'm doing the best I can. Or this doesn't, you know, it doesn't hold true for this, but in actuality, it does. So... Before I go any further, I have any questions or comments, criticisms, concerns? I'm good. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm, um, okay. So... Hold on one second. Okay. Um, I'm going to ask you guys, did you, because the rest of this is, the rest of this is, 
um, all about them going back and forth because they they basically um, about the you know the constant back and forth. Do you want to con- con- continue in the full detail of the story of Joseph and the famine, or do you want to go to the next to the end of the matter? I don't know what are you being led to do. You're right. You're right, Lord. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. Okay. We're going to go through 43. Do I have time? I have to. Okay, I have time. Okay, we're going to go through 43. Because this is this is the interesting part. They, um, you know, they were supposed to go right back. Now, remember, Simeon is already, Simeon is bound. And he's waiting for them to come back with the, with the younger brother, you know, to show that they're not spies. And so, and the family was sore in the land. This is chapter 43. And it came to pass when they had eaten up the corn, which they had brought out of Egypt, their father said unto them, go again and buy us a little food. So, pause. I'm sorry. So you left Simeon Valley. This is how long Simeon has been there. How long did it take for them to eat the corn that they bought the last time? So Simeon is still there in prison waiting for them to come back with their brother. So I had um I was listening to this minister named um oh Lord, it just it just flew out my head. It just flew out my head. Lord. Carter Collins, thank you, Lord. And he was saying and one of the one of the um he was talking about how we're always saying, Give us the food. We we only we're all, our only concern is our belly. We we really not concerned about anything else but our belly. If you could feed our belly, we're good. We don't care about everything else. So that basically is just showing that in this one pair in this one paragraph, it's basically showing us that their concern was more about their belly than their brother. Again, they put their they sacrificed a brother for their belly, for their own lust, for their own feelings, for for their own needs. And Judas spake unto him, saying, The man did solemnly protest unto us, saying, You shall not see my face except your brother be with you. If you will send our brother with us, we will go down and buy your food. But if you will not send him, we will not go down. For the man said unto us, You shall not see my face except your brother be with you. And Israel said, Wherefore deal you so ill with me as to tell the man where you had a brother, where you, you had yet a brother? And they said, The man asked us straightly of our state and of our kindred, saying, Is your father yet alive? Have you another brother? And we told him according to the tenor of these words, 
who we certainly know that he would say, bring your brother down. And so Israel asked him, why would you tell my business? If you didn't tell my business, then we wouldn't be having this issue. And they're saying, well, he asked us the question, so we had to answer him. And Judah said, now Judah's the one that, that was the one that decided to sell Joseph for the silver pieces. It was Judah's idea. And Judah said unto Israel, his father, send the lad with me, and we will arise and go, that we may live and not die, both we and you and also our little ones. And I will sure I will be surety for him. Of my hand shall not require him. And I bring him not unto thee, and set him before thee. Let, then let me bear the blame forever. For, for except we have lingered, surely now we have returned the second time. And their father Israel said unto them, If it must be so now, do this. Take up the best fruits of the land in your vessels and carry down the man of present, a little balm, a little honey, some spices and there, nuts and almonds. So now he's like, maybe if you take, um, maybe if you take these presents, he won't care that Benjamin is not with him. So he's still... You know, he's still not um he's still not really taking into account, you know, what's being said. And he said, Take double money in your hand and the money that was bought again in the mouth of your sex, carry it again in your hand. Peradventure it was an oversight. Now he says that maybe if you have all of this, so he's trying to sweeten his pot. Take double the money, take these little gifts. And he said, okay, take your brother. And God Almighty give you mercy before the man that he may send away your other brother and Benjamin. If I be bereaved of my children, I am bereaved. And the men took that present, and they took the double money in their hand and Benjamin and went down to Egypt and stood before Joseph. And when Joseph saw Benjamin with them, he said to the ruler of his house, Bring these men home and slay and make ready, for these men shall die with me at noon. And the man did as Joseph bade, and the man brought the men into Joseph's house. And the men were afraid because they were brought into Joseph's house. And they said, Because of the money that was returned in our sack, at the first time are we brought in, that he may seek occasion with us and fall upon us and take us for bondment and our asses. And they came near to the steward of Joseph's house, and they communed with him at the door of the house and said, Oh, sir, we came indeed down at the first time to buy food. And it came to pass. And we came, so now they're, they're pleasing their case. We came to the inn and opened our sack, and behold, every man's money was in the mouth of his sack, our money in full weight, and we have bought it again in our hand, plus the money that we brought down to buy food. We cannot tell who put our money in our sack. So they were trying to explain it before it could go any further. And he said, Peace be to you, fear not. Your God and the God of your father has given you treasure in your sacks. I had your money, and he brought Simeon out unto them. 
And the man brought the men into Joseph's house and gave them water. And they washed their feet, and he gave their ashes provender. And they made ready the present against Joseph came at noon. But they heard that they should eat bread there. And when Joseph came home, they bought him the present, which was in their hand, into the house, and bowed themselves to, to the earth. And he asked them of their welfare and said, Is your father well? The old man of whom he spoke, is he yet alive? And they answered, Thy servant, our father, is in good health. He is yet alive. And they bowed down their heads and made obeisance. And he lifted up his eyes and saw his brother Benjamin, his mother's son, and said, Is this your younger brother of whom he spoke? And he said, God be gracious unto you, my son. And Joseph made haste for his bowels did yearn upon his brother. And he sought where to weep, and he entered into his chamber and wept there. He was so overwhelmed. He was so overwhelmed that he couldn't even, he had to, he had, he, but he, he had to keep, for some reason at this point, he had to keep up the pretense that he was not the brother that they had threw away. But he was so glad to know that his father was still well and that his brother was still alive and all was still well with his family. That he had to go in this cry in his chamber. He wept. like he, It wasn't like a tear. Like he teared up. It says he wept. I mean, in anguish because it says that his bowels did yearn upon his brothers. So he was like really like, you know, full out just, in distress mode, like this is my this is my family. After thirteen years, I see them, and this is this goes back to generational curses as well, because then you go back to how his brother, his father, I'm sorry, Jacob, Israel, and his brother was apart for all those years. We'll see, it was what twenty years. How they were apart for so long because of deception and because of, you know, because of greed and because of all of this. So even from the beginning, God is letting us know that in the bloodline, there are cycles that we go through. So sometimes what you're going through in your life has nothing at all to do with you as well. And that is another door that the enemy has access through. And we, that we can pray towards and from and, you know, and about. Because a lot of times what we consider, oh, this my life is really just in shambles. If we pay attention, you know, because we don't know our history, unfortunately we can't, you know, maybe you don't know your mom, your father's side of the family, or maybe you don't know your mom's side of the family. You know, make sure make oh, bless you. Mm. Excuse me because of whatever the situation, and they can't tell you, you know, like I can't ask, I can tell you what my grand, my grandfather was a minister, but I couldn't tell you what his father did or his father's father. I can tell you my mom, my grandmother was on my mom's side. I can tell you that she was evil. But my grandfather left him from her. But she was a mean old lady. But, you know, and I, I can tell, I got some of her mannerisms. I, uh, and Lord knows he has, his deliverance is awesome. 
But um, and and the same thing with my father. I know I have some of my father's mannerisms, but I never met my my grandparents on his his parents. So we don't know what situation or circumstances that they dealt with. That again, there's nothing new under the sun that pull up and come back into our lives, and we have to deal with those same issues. But God. God is the interest. God, through Christ, is the is is the um, the page turner. Is the weather that changes the outcome of how our lives end up. Because if there's nothing new under the sun, and it's all in our bloodline, we might can, we might can't um, what's the word um, keep it from coming into our life experience. But the difference between how the outcome is is if you are grounded in God or not, if you know that Christ is your deliverer or not. Because if you don't know God and if you don't have Christ, then when you have to go through that bloodline issue and circumstance and experience because it's attached to your bloodline, then it's going to wreak havoc in your spirit, soul, and body that illness that's in the bloodline, that sociological, that psychological thing that's in the bloodline, that that spiritual thing that's in the bloodline, all of that will take you under. But through the the auspice of Christ and through your belief and faith in God, we're able to overcome it. We're able to get through it and be delivered from it because that's the difference. That's the difference. And um, after he cried, he washed his face and he went out and refrained himself and said, set on bread. And they set on for him by himself and for them by themselves and for the Egyptians, which did eat with him by themselves, because the Egyptians might not eat bread with the Hebrews, for that is an abomination unto the Hebrews, I'm sorry, unto the Egyptians. And they sat before him the firstborn according to his birthright, and the youngest according to his youth. And the men marveled one at another. And he took and sent messes unto them before him. But Benjamin's mess was five times so much as any of theirs, and they drank and were merry with him. And that is the end of chapter 43. And so but the thing is, we cannot test. We cannot test because basically the note that's in here um, for this last verse is that Joseph deliberately favored Benjamin to test to see if his brothers would be resentful. So, again, opening a door that did not need to be opened. Opening a door that did not need to be opened because he's still sitting in deception. He has not revealed that he's their brother yet. And then he's opening a door that did not need to be opened by showing extra favor to Benjamin to test his brother. Man should not test anything. You know, that's wrong. That's what's wrong with our relationships now. We're always testing each other. I had to test you to see if, you know, you know, instead of just coming out right out and, and saying, you know, what what our issue is, what our 
what our hang-up is, what our concerns are, we have to go behind the scenes and be a little deceptive and test. You know, when we're in in new relationships and friendships, when I'm going to do this and see, when I'm going to give them $20, you know, and, you know, for gas or whatever, I'm going to see if they're going to reciprocate it. If I tell them I I might need gas one day, and then if it's not reciprocated, then they're not really your friend. It's just like they don't even think that way. They're just, you know, their their idea, the ideals are different. The way they live is different. The thought process is different. It's just it's just so much stuff. And so we 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 have to take these life lessons and understand that it's not meant for us to test. God may test, and He knows exactly what He's testing for. If God tests you, He knows what He's testing for. When the devil tests you, he knows what he's testing for. But when we test, we don't know. We have no clue. We have no clue the insight that God sees when he lets us go through a test. When he said, and when I, when the thing is, when he, when he, had, when he sees us go through a test, he knows what we're going to do. He knows what's in us. He knows what he knows how strong we are. So when we go through a test, he already knows that whatever the devil is testing us with, that we're gonna he could pull that out of us. He could he could bring back to our forethought, you know, hey, you know, this is what it is. Instead of hindsight, he'll bring it to our forethought and we can use it right then and there to get through the test. But when we're doing the testing in, in human form, testing another human we don't even have insight to ourselves. So how are we going to try and test somebody else to see where their mind is at? It, it, it should not be done and it can't be done because eventually your feelings are going to get hurt, for real, because their mentality is totally different than yours. And so that, start, that starts uh, on itself as a whole new door and creates a whole new cycle, which God is just sitting back like, oh, here we go again. So that is the end of the reading for today. Are there any comments, questions, concerns? No, I'm quiet today. Okay. Enjoy it while it lasts. I'm sorry. <laughs> I said, enjoy it while it lasts. <laughs> yeah, the story, the story of Joseph is, um, you know, just to hit it all the way to the end. I mean, he eventually, um, I'm not just going to end it out with just speaking on it. Because he eventually comes back. I mean, but he goes through so much. He not only tests them by giving Benjamin more then he goes and he took, you know, he basically deceives them and lies on them, saying that he stole something from them just to keep Benjamin with him longer. You know, it's just all of these things that he does that were unnecessary, that were very unnecessary because of the experiences he went through, you know, which is understandable. But why, you know, I even try to teach my son now, why would you put somebody through something that you know you didn't like going through. Mm-hmm. 
you know. And that's basically what he did. He wanted them to suffer for how he suffered. But it's like, you know how it felt. You know how it felt, you know. And that's why God says you have to forgive. Thank you, Lord. That's why God says you have to forgive. So as you as we can see, he had not yet forgiven them yet. He had not forgiven them yet. He was. It was basically he was still living his life, but he had not forgiven them yet. So that's a, that's that's a note for us. Yeah, we might we might still go and we might still receive even the blessing of God, but it's not until. However long it takes for that issue or circumstance to come back into in front of our eyes. So here's his 13 years later. Here's his brothers, the, the people that were our naysayers and are the ones who tried to hold us back, the ones who tried to sabotage, the ones who tried to lie on us. All these people are coming back now that our blessing has manifested. And they're like, ooh, girl, ooh, child, look at you. Ooh, God is blessing you, you know. you know. And now it's like now you're like, mm-hmm. Exactly. What you want now, you know. And it's like that is when, when, when you have that response, that lets you know that you never forgave those people for how they treated you. And so now we learn this. Now we have to, we have to really forgive so that we don't open doors, more doors, and create more circumstances that we that are necessary. Because, and, you know, now Joseph is creating all of these different scenarios and tricking and, and deceiving and lying and all this other stuff because now I want to get back at you the way you got at me and make you feel as uncomfortable and scared and, you know, and just, alone as possible as I felt. Now that you have the blessing of God, you've made it exactly to where God gave you the vision. Your vision has come about why are you still stuck on where you were at the beginning? So we have to be willing to, at this point, as we're going through the process of getting to the fruit of 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 our vision, as we're going through this, we have to, now we have to remember to forgive as well as we're going through the process. Because forgiveness is key, and that's what did not happen with Joseph. He did not forgive as he was going through his 13 years. So now, we, now we're learning that. Now we have to incorporate that, change our mindset. Lord, in our prayer life, Lord, okay, as I strive towards the, the, the vision, that you have given me, who haven't I forgiven? Let me forgive them as I go through this. So when I get to the blessing of the vision being complete and I'm walking in the fullness of it, whenever that person comes back around, if that person comes back, I can look at them and say, God bless you, and keep it moving. And keep it moving. Because as you can see, Joseph was still going through that process. He couldn't really appreciate all that was in his hand because of all he was still holding on to. And that's what God wants us to do. 
appreciate what he has given us. If we can't forget, that's why he said before we pray, we have to forgive what people have done and request forgiveness, and we have to forgive ourselves before we can go to him because when he starts blessing us, we can't hold on to the blessing because of all the unforgiveness that we're holding on to. You can't juggle both. You can't. It doesn't work. It doesn't. It doesn't happen that way because it gets mixed up. Because I mean, think about it. If that's if this is how it happened, then why is it we were then enslaved by Egypt? If we were, if Joseph, who was a son of Israel, part of Egypt, all of the stuff that he did now created more seeds that had to be fixed to bring everything that God had envisioned to fruition for Christ to even come about. So the question to end today as we, you know, go into the to our prayer is what seeds are you sowing as you are going towards the vision that God gave you? What seeds are you sowing? Because if you are still sowing seeds of of um, uncertainty and doubt, if you're sowing seeds, uh, then people sow seeds. Not even you, but other people. What are you letting other people sow into your, into your life? Because you don't want it to be where five, ten years from now, as the fruition of God's vision for you is coming, or you're 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 at you're you know you're working in it. You're working in the vision, and your goal has been reached, and you're working you're working it out. And now all the seeds that were sown now are starting to come up. You have to be careful. You have to be so careful. So, once more, any comments, questions about what was said or read? Going once, going twice. He started something with that. <laughs> yes, he did, <laughs> and it works because he was like, "Wait, wait, I do. I have one more thing." Um, no, but okay. So, if there's you no know, questions or concerns um, or comments uh, or criticisms. Um, I open the floor for prayer requests. You open the door for what, dear? Um, I'm sorry. <clears throat> prayer requests. Oh. Well, you can start with me. Okay. Oh, wow. Um, let me let me read this real quick um, because this this is this is awesome. I have the two encouraging, excuse me, the two encouraging words for today. Um, the first one is called is under the the type, um, under. There's two different. This is a couple, a married um, 
a, a married couple. They give encouraging words. They both give encouraging words on Monday. So the husband, um, Minister Burns, um, he says the encouraging word is from God saying, stand up, rise up, become one with me, and you will indeed have the victory that is promised in my word. Fight the good kind of faith. Declare your victory before you can see it. Rise up against the enemy of your soul. Do the warfare and you will be victorious. And come through in great glory at this time. Excuse me, in this high place. I am raising you up to be a glorious church, a glorious people. Believe it, receive it, and apply it. And Minister Marsha, the wife, gives this encouraging word from the Lord. Be attentive, and I will show you all that you must do. Do not underestimate my ability to break in on you and give you the wisdom and understanding necessary to deal with your current situation. I know you. I know your heart. I know what is best for you and I will reveal my plans to you. Pray attention, says the Lord. And she references 1 Corinthians 4 and 5. Therefore judge nothing before the time until the Lord comes, who will bring both, who will both bring to light the hidden things of darkness and reveal the counsels of the heart, that each one's praise will come from God. And those are the encouraging words from them for today. And so I pray for you, Pam, um, that you continue to, um, I, I got that from another another woman of God, pray, not pay, P-A-Y, but pray, P-R-A-Y, pray attention. Continue to pray attention to the leadings of the Holy Spirit. Continue to hear and do as you are being shown to hear and do because he is ordering your steps for a particular to go a certain way. And as you, um, because you're pretty much, I, and you already know it, but you're like the armor bearer for Sam in so many ways. And, um, and, and, and being that armor bearer, you are like his, um, his um, Mary Martha type thing. Um, because what happens is not only are you busy for him, you let him minister to you. And so, um, so you got the best of both. You got the best of both. And you receive the best of both. You like to... You like to be busy, but you know when to be still, and that is very important because, like we were talking on Saturday, it's the time is gonna come where you're gonna you're gonna be busy, 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 but you're gonna you're gonna understand the time when it's gonna be needed to be still. Like we were on the like during the call, you know, we've learned to be still, even though. Sam is always busy, 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 busy. We've learned to be still and listen 
to what he is saying because the direction that God gives is so clear when we're hearing it. And so continue to just just hearken, uh, you know, I hate to use that word, that's so archaic, but that's what I'm come up with. <laughs> but here, you know, and actually doing what God is leading you to do, just like when you said you, you felt led to um, read about the armor of God and understand that you are hearing his voice. Like Sam always tells us, start exercising that. Start paying, praying attention to what it feels like when you hear his voice. You know, what it feels like, what it sounds like. You know, is it is it in the head or is it in the ear? Some people say it's like a knowing. You know, pray, you know, pray attention to that. So, like Sam says, he comes to each of us differently. So however he comes to you, to strengthen it, you know, strengthen it so that he can um, he can use you to the fullest. And so here we ask that you will continue to bless this woman of God, her hand, wherever she puts her hand to, let it be blessed and protected by the God as she is a support system for sale. Lord, continue to strengthen her and her abilities, help her to be the second pair of eyes and ears that are needed for all that Sam is going through, all the details that she may miss. Let her eye and ear pick it up, O oh Lord, as she's been doing it for so long. Sharpen it for her, O oh Lord, sharpen it for her as she gives him the support that he needs. And, Lord, we just ask that you continue to watch over her heart and over her spirit so that she does not be discouraged or disappointed or whatever based on circumstances that might not go the way she expects them to go, but sees them as a stepping stone and a model of experience on what to draw off of so that she can continue on in the walk and the in the vision that you have given to her for her good but most importantly for your glory. In the name of you shall we pray. Amen. Amen. Um we pray for Sam right now. Um Lord we ask that you watch over him and keep him. This is day of rest where he only has to hear from you for himself. Even though he may pray for others, Lord, in his time today, but today he's able to rest for himself. He's able to do a little bit more for himself before he starts another week of prayer and and doing double duty and triple duty and quadruple duty and, you know, all that you have him do in one day. But he does it even if he, he sometimes he even confesses that he complains about it, but he knows it's for your glory and it's for his good because he's seen the fruit of it uh, constantly in his life. And so, Lord, just let his, his spirit, soul, and body be refreshed today as he goes about doing the last-minute preparation, um, getting ready to take his daughter um, to school. 
And Lord, we just ask that you'll watch over his heart and over his mind as he, and his emotions as he deals with his only child going away to school. It, it has not hit him yet because she's still there. You know, but this will be asked to give him that peace of mind when it does him, that he's done all that he can do. He's taught her the best way he knows how. He's put in place um, women of God that were able to help him give her advice as she needed it as she grew into the beautiful woman of God that she is now and give him the confidence to know that he has sown into good ground and he created the good ground with your power and might that she's able, she'll be, she'll be okay and that he'll be okay. And thank you for watching over his family, his mom and his dad, keeping them in spite of all the attacks of the enemy. Father, we protect him. We seek a hedge of protection against any repercussions or backlashes or retaliation that the enemy may try to come against them, close the door in front of his, um, where it, against, um, so it doesn't come to his parents, it doesn't come to his daughter, it doesn't come to his finances or his friends or his several degrees of separation. Close every avenue and put your Holy Ghost fire in front of it so that the enemy knows that he cannot enter therein to cause any havoc in his life. And we thank you and praise you. In the name of Yeshua, amen. Amen. All right. Anybody else want prayer? Yes, ma'am. Oh, good morning. How are you? Doing good, too. Oh, Ron. Yes, ma'am. Oh, okay. Hey, I'm really, I'm usually bad with names, but I remember, yay. Um, oh, how are you, how have you been, sir? Doing well, doing well. Doing well, good. good. Like, the, like the song, say, I'm on I'm playing. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, you said, like you said, playing. Playing. Ma'am. Oh, good. Yeah, like the song said, I won't complain. Oh, complaining, yes, yes. complaining opened the doors for the enemy, but it closed the doors for blessings. You yep. said what? I said complaining opened the doors to the enemy, and it closed the doors of our blessings. You right. You are so right. I had to learn it the hard way, but I learned it. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah, because yeah. some people don't even learn it. They see the cycle and they still do it. So, yes, 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 yes. Praise God. All right, so when we come for Brother Rob, um, let me thank you for this man of God who comes in quiet sometimes, but when he speaks, he gives us nuggets, just like he just gave, Lord, but we can reflect on. And we thank you that he is a part of the ministry. We thank you that he is growing in 
and other stuff to give more into the ministry that you want him to give into. That he's starting to see himself the way you see him. And Lord, as he continues to grow, Lord, we just ask that you would just show him the order of the steps that you would want him to go. Show him the order of of the vision and help him to write it down and make it plain so that he does not miss a step. And any step that he does miss, oh God, we ask that you will show him how to show him if he needs to go back and pick it up or or just like a navigation, recalibrate and recalculate to include everything that's needed so that your will for his life will be made manifest because your will is better than ours on so many levels. And when we remember that, we will make sure to do everything that you have put before us. And so, Lord, we just ask that you will continue to guide him and let him continue to hear your voice and let him continue to discern your voice as he's been doing. And, Lord, strengthen him on every hand. Strengthen him where the enemy tries to come in and 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 um, stir up past doubts and past confusion to to knock him off and try to take him back, you know, square one when he doesn't even need to be there. He he's stronger than he thinks, and the devil doesn't want him to know. And so, Lord, we just ask that you would show it to him vividly and clearly through his wisdom, knowledge, understanding and discerning power that you have given him, increases belief in you and in himself so that the power and authority that you have given him can be used as you need him to use it in his prayer life and in his ministry. And Lord, we thank you in advance that you will watch over and keep him as he goes about his daily duty. for his good, but especially for your glory. In your Yeshua's name we pray, amen. Amen. <laughs> amen. Anyone else? Lisa must have got off the call. Yeah. I'll pray for her. Um, Father God, I come right now for Lisa. Back up. Okay. First, I come for the teachers. Well, I come for all teachers who are starting classes. I speak over their mental, spiritual, and physical lives, peace, that passes all understanding as they deal with each and every child. Lord, keep them and let them always be looking for nothing but the good of the children and keep them protected from all violence and anger. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. And so, Lord, I pray for. Um, hold on one second. Sorry about that. So, I pray for Lisa right now. Um, 
I pray for Lisa right now, Father, that as um, as she endeavors to um, do your will with the school, um, creating her a new heart, creating her a, a new, a, uh, an additional um, way of of dealing with this um, any issue or circumstance that comes her way, help her not to doubt herself or you in the vision of the school because what's coming and what's being seen are two different things and the establishment of the school is needed. And so, Lord, we just thank you that she has taken up the mantle that you have given her, and she's going at it full speed and without reservation. Father, anyone who comes to her with negativity, let them cough. I don't want them to choke, but not that I want them to choke, Lord, but make them go into a coughing fit, a sneezing fit, something where they cannot put their mouth on what you have blessed. Just like you did for Zacharias, had to had to do for Zacharias, you know, when you said that he was gonna have John the Baptist, you had to shut his mouth up. So Father God the same for anyone who comes against your vision for her and for anybody else. That is trying. That is that is um, doing the work that you have put into their hands. And Lord, we just ask that you'll watch over her family, as she and her finances, and her spirit, soul, and body, so that she can walk in peace. In the name of Yeshua, we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. Um, anyone else that would like prayer? Anyone else have any comments, questions, criticisms? Going once? (laughs) Going twice? All right. Um, uh, is Brother Roscoe on the phone? Say what? Is, is Roscoe on the phone? Yes, ma'am. I'm here. Sean, would you give us the courtesy of praying this call closed, please? <clears throat> so you, what, you want me to pray for you or? Yes, please. What's say your name again? Felicia. Okay. Father God, we thank you for one more day. We just ask you to cover us in your blood. We just ask you to wrap your arms around us. Father God, we thank you for the wisdom, the knowledge, and the understanding that you gave to Sister Felicia, God. We just ask that you keep on dealing with her. We ask that you keep stirring her gift of God. We ask that you empower her, God. 
Father God, every spirit that's not of you, God, that's trying to attach itself to us. Father God, we just ask that you close those doors, oh God. Give us a forgiving heart, God. Father God, we just thank you today. We just pray over this prayer line and this prayer call, God. Father God, we just need you and we just need your power, God. We need your power to do your work, God. We just ask that you touch her and you put the work in her so that it may be done, God. We pray for everybody that's on this call, God, that they may be healed of any sicknesses, oh God. Father God, if it's sickness in the mind, in the heart, or in the spirit, God, we just ask you to touch them, God. Release it. Release your power upon them, God. We just thank you, God. We just ask that you will know her. Keep on letting them do your words, oh God. Even when she get discouraged, give her encouragement, God. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. 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 All right, Ms. Pam, could you close us out? I can do that. Father, all the praise and all the glory goes to you forever and ever. I thank you, Father, for this day and for allowing us to be able to enjoy it. Father, I thank you for this call and for all who called in today. Thanking you, Father, for the fellowship, for the sharing and the learning of your word. Father, I pray that something that was heard on this call today will touch at least one someone, and help them with their walk with you, Father. We'll help them as they go on with their week, Father, and that we will help them in their walk so that someone will look at them and wonder, why do they have that peace about them? How can I get that peace about them? And indirectly, it will lead someone new to you, Father. We thank you, Father, for any guests that called in today, even if they did not speak. Because what we are doing is what you are calling us to do, Father. And if we can share your word with one additional person, then we are doing the right thing. We thank you for that, Father. Father, I ask that you continue to bind the enemy's efforts at trying to stop us from receiving the blessings that you are about to bestow upon us. Father, sometimes it's We know that as they are coming, the blessings are coming, that the enemy is going to come even harder. And, Father, what you have for us, no one can take away, but the enemy can delay it, can make it difficult to receive. And, Father, we just ask that you you bind those loopholes, that you keep those people away from us that do not mean us good, that you control the circumstances around us so that we can receive what it is that you have for us without the enemy trying to interfere. Father, we just thank you so much. We thank you for your unconditional love, for your mercy, and for your grace. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 All right, everybody. If there's nothing else, you guys have a blessed day. And I'll hear you guys in the morning. Okay, you too. Bye, everyone. Bye.
It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.